Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. We're surrounded oh, on yeah. all sides. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pulling the the classic Velociraptor maneuver. Yep, <laughs> clever. Oshimentals. It's just turned into a tower defense game. It's fine. If only we'd had the time to build the towers necessary for the tower defense game, it would have been very easy just watching them all go through it. Then we built some walls. <laughs> With what? I guess we did build we two did walls. We did build prismatic yeah. walls, yeah. We had mm -hmm. some magic walls. I'm really hoping one of them goes through it. No, we'll see. <laughs> if not, at least they deterred. If they, yeah, yeah. if they don't, it at least funnels them so it's easier for us to deal with them. So, yeah, as opposed to recap, when last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers had made their way, after a teleportation mishap, had made their way to the city of Sothis to have some last-minute buying and selling of gear and all the rest of that before their final push. And returning back, they had activated the Katsutanum by placing the life lantern into the, I think it's Great Receptacle, I think is what it's referred to here and then using the Chamber of the Sacrifiers to activate said Sacrifiers, which had created a crazy light show over the entirety of the Slave Trenches. Great! Yep, Woo. lots of lightning. And then they had made their way to the Sun Disk, at which point uh, Sudi had placed the Pharaoh's Key into the uh, the slot at the center of the Sun Disk and had activated it after... Uh, I don't think I mentioned it there. Yeah, maybe an after-party discussion, but I kind of brought it up here. Uh, there's an interesting thing about how you can aim or target the Kepsutanum depending on the order that you activate the Sacrifiers. Huh. Oh. Huh. Ch Chisisek didn't tell us about that. He just said do it in this order. Well, he, t he gave us basically, quote-unquote, the coordinates for Hakatep's tomb. Yeah, because we yeah, had a specific so, target in mind, but, you know. Yeah, it specifically states, um, yeah, if they're not activated in the correct order, uh, bolts of lightning shoot from the wall. So that's a thing. It's actually a chain lightning spell at 15th level, so it's actually pretty oh, effective. Oh, no thank you. Ow. No thank you. It then deactivates uh, once it's discharged in this way, reverting each of the Sacrifier's spots to their original soft blue. Uh, note that the combination to bring down Hakatep's tomb isn't the only activation combination possible, because Chistasek told you how to bring down Hakatep's tomb. Yeah. But if you randomly put it in, you could get one of the other flying pyramids, I assume. There... According to this, there are, quote, assigned values to only a handful of the just under 40 million different combinations possible. Wow. Wow. Somebody did their math. Yep. Fortunately, you guys knew the right one. Activated it, went and uh, and basically are beginning to bring down Hakatep's pyramid. But before mm -hmm. you can do so, of course, the sheer amount of elemental energy being released has awoken the various Ashumentals who had come here. Uh, you guys are... To think two rounds now into your uh, your fight against them. Who yep. knows how long that's going to take? Um, five, ten minutes? A <laughs> hundred <laughs> rounds, maybe? Although yep. I think we, we got to pass like two minutes without it. It was five. Rick said like five or six or minutes it had passed. Oh, yeah. Okay. It'd been a, it'd no, been it was, a uh, little bit. It was three bit. minutes. Oh, I it was three minutes I, thought. I was like, I yeah. was like, so we've got at maximum, assuming ten minutes is, is actual maximum. Seven more minutes. Seventy yeah, rounds. Yeah, as you said, it would take uh, five to ten minutes. He doesn't really know. It's only ever been activated once before. <laughs> yep. True. Yeah. But yeah, we had left off after uh, all of y'all had defeated a... Uh, I think you've dropped two of them at this point? Yeah, we've dropped two of them. Yeah, you've dropped two of them, and uh, you are aware that there's at least three on the field now. So yeah, they're, they're coming out of the walls. <laughs> Lovely. It's a bug hunt, man, a bug hunt. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, love that movie. So, yeah, I suppose we should just maybe jump right back into things. Well, uh, we did leave off with uh, more of them prying the bony little selves out of the ground. Yep, like the undead that they are. So let me cue up a little combat music here. Sirenscape, they come in waves. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, they come in waves. They all came at once. We'd have a really bad time. So, yeah, we'd left off as another one of the air osumentals had risen up. And now it's kind of his bag. So, uh, And what side did he pop up on? Oh, there he uh, is. Very close to Sudi. Oh, there he is. So, yeah, he's going to go ahead and uh, stride his way forward. Stride. Right. <laughs> ah, second edition slipping in. So he's going to march his way 30 feet forward. And you know what he's going to do? I think he's going to breath be weapon. A problem. Once That's again. what he's going to be. All right. So, yep, he's going to try his way forward. Citra, however, falls five feet out of this breath weapon range. Nice. Yeah. Breath and mm-hmm. get, uh, Citra getting all the luck. Yay. <laughs> Second time, skin of her teeth. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to need a reflex save from Sudi as this blast of electricity and bones comes searing towards you. Okay, that is a 10 for a 27. Yeah, that'll do. They don't know. Yay! <laughs> they don't know about this evasion crap. <laughs> That's why the breakout team of uh, of Sudi and Citra are out there, because we're just like, ah, we'll probably dodge all of their moves. Yep, and teleports along with it as he basically blasts into pieces and then raises back up, closing in on Sudi and Citra, bringing us to Tefnaju. Go, Teffy. Um... Teffy? I don't, I don't think we want that know. to be his nickname. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> You know, he's not going to rush all the way over there because he knows enough about spellcasters to know that Hollis is the squishy wizard. Yes. I am well, a squishy wizard. What was wizard. your AC again? Like 20? It's a 26 right now with shield and mage armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hollis does have mirror image, which is the greatest <laughs> defensive spell ever made. It is yeah, true. I, I, it's true. Magic will save me. <laughs> so, yeah, instead, Tefnaju will go ahead and just take a five-foot step closer. You know, the thing's closing on him, so... He'll actually go ahead and just step forward, and he'll cast his own mirror image. Nice. Mirror image, Team buddies. mirror image. Uh, we've got team um, bardic lightning, and then we've got team flank. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> team foxtrot. Actually, I think that's our Dark Moon Bell characters. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. So successfully casts, gaining eight total images, being nine total wow. toughness use. Nice. From Tefnaju, we go to Hall Starkweather. Okay, so the one in the north that I can see, what's its element? Uh, there appears to be an electrical air elemental osumental in the uh, the distance up there. Air. Well, all right, that's not going to help me at all. Um, Hollis is going to start with a little move action meander. Oh, there's two of them. What do these guys do? Uh, the <laughs> ones out to the west. I've stepped through my wall to see what's going on out here to the west. Um there's are one of them of that is rhymed in ice. There is one that is a combination of bone and stone. Excellent. The one closest to you is bone and stone. The far one off towards your right is ice. This isn't Pokemon rules. No. Well, because rock and electricity don't get along. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> well, that's why they're on opposite sides of the uh, of the field, as it were. Yeah, they don't hang. <laughs> uh, I hate them. I hate them. I'm so upset with them. 
for being more than 60 feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I was like, I guarantee you they're not going to be close enough for you to do a nice area effect. You know what? I don't have any single target spells, and none of these are cooperating and being together. So... You still have 20 feet of movement remaining. <laughs> you want to just yeah. run back behind your wall again? <laughs> I'm going back behind my wall. All right. Um... You have 10 foot of movement remaining. <laughs> gonna step up next to Tefnishu. Oh man, he's got mirror image. That's gonna be really hard. Um, yeah, I'll try. Uh, I'm gonna uh -oh. step up to Tefnishu and try to give him displacement. If not, I'll hang on to it and go get Sudi <laughs> next time. Okay. It's gonna be like four rounds for you to get to where Sudi is. <laughs> I get a one! <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. wow. Nice. Yeah. The one time you wanna roll low right there. I know! I give our boy a uh, displacement so he can have a mischance because that's that seems useful. All right. Yeah, so he'll All take right, it. Uh, Little do we 40%. know that Hollis is really good uh, at the shell game. 50%. <laughs> well, because if these guys would get close enough for any of my area spells to hit them, it would be great. But see, they're not because they're rude. How dare they not be like considerate of my feelings as a wizard as far as murdering them with the least amount of spells possible. I, mean, I don't think it's kind of in their repertoire anymore, being all undead and stuff. That's uh, fair. So Hollis pops through the wall, takes a look and goes, Marr, and then pops back through the wall and slaps <laughs> Tafnaji with a displacement. Yep. All right, there you go, buddy. both him as well as all of his mirror images. <laughs> Just dumb. I love it. Team magic. Buff the bejesus out of him. So the ice-rhymed uh, elemental circles beginning to circle north around the uh, the battlefield, although only Sudi and Citra are aware of that as he begins to close on the the rogue and monk. Unfortunately, he had a double move, so that's, that's the best he's got. Okay, so we've got a round to take this one down, Citra. Yay! I did it last time when I got in the uh, You're not going to be getting a full attack on this one, though. He's 15 feet away from you. From there we go to Sudi Kantar. Okay, um, just quick point of order. These guys don't have legs, right? I cannot trip them. Uh, this one, or short answer is yes, they do have legs. Long answer is the air elemental instrumental is flying. Oh, that's right. I so. guess that makes sense for him. Good for him. All right. I wish um, they all I'm flew because, or if you guys were in water, because this instrumental, it's funny because they can only be find, found in the slave trenches of Hawketep, but he Where does have no a water. swim speed. <laughs> anyway, has a nice foot flood swim okay. speed. Dude's that swim fast. speed is there for your homebrew game, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Whoever wants to put this in their homebrew setting. All right, I I'm mean, going feasibly to, this uh, could happen elsewhere. I am going to take a five foot step over um, so that I can try to give the flank to uh, Citra, who will have to move 20 feet next round, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to flurry of blows, this guy. Oh, uh, but first I'm going to use a. Swift action to switch to pummeling style. I don't remember if they have damage direction or not. I'm just going to assume they do, because most things seem to do at this level. Okay. Punch this thing. Okay, that is a 12 for a 38. A 38 will strike your target as you spring to the 4. That is 15 points of bludgeoning damage. A solid hit. Second attack. Wow, that rolled so far, it's behind me now. Let it go. Let, Let it go. go. Let it go. All right. Don't sue us, Disney. Or Pixar or whoever. Ooh, hello. That is a 15 uh, for a 41. 
41 will also strike your target as you continue to hammer away at the where is Where tool. is my second edition rules for critting? I'd be critting left, right, and center right now. Mm. I don't think that would critical. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Their, I guess I don't know their AC. Who knows? Um, I know. Okay, so that is 12 and 11, so that is 23 points of damage. Another good hit. Third attack. That's a perfect 20. Perfect 20 will automatically hit Come on. threat. Roll to confirm. Oh, I only rolled a three to confirm, so that is a uh, 24 to confirm, which is probably not going to do it. That unfortunately will not confirm your critical hit, but it is yeah. still an automatic hit. That is still a hit. Well, that's 18 points of damage. So you continue to punch, 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 slamming into your foe. Okay, let's do uh, the fourth attack. <laughs> that's another perfect 20. What is going wow, on today? Wow, yay. Perfect 20 will automatically we hit. We will take threat. it. Roll to confirm. Did you remember to let Winston bless your dice? Weirdly, no. Um, okay, and of course, I'm probably not going to confirm. That is an eight uh, for a 26. A 26 will not confirm. Yeah, okay. Still, another automatic hit. That is still 23 points of damage. Yeah, that was a solid hit. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll spend a key point to get an extra attack. Mm. Very well. CD continues to whap, whap, whap as he slams his fist down on this. Okay, that Fists is an... Me, Shen. Uh, yep. 11 for a 37. 37 will strike your target. Seven. So that's 19 points of damage. Another blow as you slam cracking into part of its jaw. Still going. Yeah, well, I kind of figured he would be. Not all of us can do, like, you know, 30 points a hit like Citra can. <laughs> hmm. I can only do it in certain situations. <laughs> it's true, yes. From Sudi, we go to... The Earth Ossumental. Go ahead and stride his way 30 feet up. And you know what? He'll just go ahead and uh, breathe a cone, striking out at Tefnaju and Hollis. I will need a reflex save from both as this maelstrom of bone and sand comes striking out at you. Hmm. Yeah, that was actually pretty poor for Tefnaju. I roll a 13 oh. for a 24. A 24 succeeds. Uh, Tefnaju, unfortunately, only gets a 19, which fells. Hmm. Ouch. Rolling the dice. So that's 20 points of damage to the Shaitan and 10 points of damage to the elf. Ouch, what kind of damage? 50% of it is bludgeoning, the other 50% is acid. Okay, so I take Ow. five bludgeoning and knock five off my energy absorption. Wizard. Abjura. As he appears uh -oh. closer to the actual pharaoh's key as he basically just disintegrates into bits, flies through the air, and then appears on the opposite side from Hollis as he begins to hey. close on the pharaoh's key. Tough to shoot. Punch that guy into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I only prepared one of those today. Ah, I wish I had something I to help you with that. Do you have telekinesis? He strokes his chin and considers it. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't have anything to throw anyone, but that sounds rad. Curse these Ashimentals for knowing that walls are walls and mm. using them as such. Although, hopefully he gets electrocuted by uh, the circle or whatever. He is an acid boy. Yeah. Brings us from there back to the top of the initiative. Averia. She will. She's invisible right now. Mm, if only that. She has so many great mind affecting effects. This does nothing to help her right now. Yeah, sure. That's fun. How's that? She uses force uh, punch. Instead... No, she does not use Force Punch. It'd be nice. That'd I don't, be I don't even know if that's <laughs> a card nice spell. That. Yeah, Varia turns around and greases the uh, the platform. Nice. Uh, nice. Because why not? She's Classic. got the spell. 
I love classic her. move. I was just trying to determine whether or not greasing the floor counts as an effect, offensive effect. I would imagine if there's a creature in there, it does, and so she would be visible. Well, she's not Even though greasing him. She's not greasing him, but it is affecting him as I kind of something that, that requires him to make a Defensive safe. attack, if you ask me. There is no <laughs> such thing. Attack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're invisible, if you're invisible and had like a flame shield on or something, I guess that would be a defensive attack. But that, yeah, that's not the case here. So yeah, I didn't yeah, say it was an attack. I just said she was being defensive. Yep, he needs to make a <laughs> reflex save. She is being defensive. Reflex save. Very well. So yeah, the platform is coated in a layer of grease. The awesome mental steps forward before banana peel sound effect and slams onto its back <laughs> as it begins to move towards the center of the platform. Whoop. And she'll actually go ahead and tough as she's taken some hits. So she'll move back to her husband, bringing us to, uh, nope, nope, all the flame boys are dead. Oh, wait, nope, it's round three. What? There's more friends. But wait, there's more. I uh, don't think you could see actually from there. However, Hollis and uh, Masika can clearly see another fire elemental rising up out of the far side of the field, closing on the platform. They're getting to have all the fun. Coming up uh, from the southwest, although he's just having to move this round because he can't get to you. Citra Nahamra. Uh, Citra is going to take advantage of Sudi getting into position for me and get into life flank. Okay. I will then, be polite and uh, mention that you have seen these things use their 10-foot reach before. I'm going to acrobatics into position. <laughs> All right. Don't say I never do anything for you guys. I rolled a 14 for a 43. A 43? Yeah, that'll just beat his combat maneuver defense. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, right. if you want to go ahead and do your D6 of damage since he did, he was inside your aura. <laughs> Six points of damage. Nice. Six points of damage. All right. Chip, chip, chip. It would have been away. hilarious if that was what took him down. Yeah. Would it? <laughs> would have been funny. You're like, ah, right, I gotcha. Well, I will go ahead and attack with Makukri. That was a good roll. All right. Spring into the flank, the flank. Dive to the attack. All right. So that is a 17, which gives me a 38 plus two for the flank. So 40. Nice. A 40 will strike your flanked foe. It's a threat. Do not think, I do not think, though, that a uh, 25 will confirm. Unless he's debilitated. Your bardic no. inspiration. That's what Unfortunately, that. a 25 will yeah. not confirm your critical hit. Eh. Curse you, too. Seems two. to be a theme on that corner of the battlefield right now. Yeah, it I is. <laughs> Whatever. I still get some sneaks. Not a good theme. Yeah, the sneaks were the majority of your damage is, is the sneak yes. attack damage, so... It's fine. It's as bad of a theme as the opening theme to Enterprise. Oh, God. Which Why is the worst opening up? theme I can think from any show. That is literally the worst theme. That's the worst theme, like, ever. It's so yeah. long. Not a terrible show, show that No, the theme. show's great, but that intro is awful. Yeah. All right. But we live in the, the beautiful future of Netflix letting you skip intros. Yes. All right. Best that is... Thirty-five points of regular damage, five points of electricity, and four points of fire. Okay. A solid blow as you ram your blade into him, still standing. Mm, Jerk. Of course. However, an important thing. We see a pyramid. <laughs> I mean, hopefully no, the shadow uh, of the pyramid just, is coming. 
Yeah. This appears to be the first time that this is, I believe this is the first time that this has happened. Yeah, it seems to be affected by the electricity. It seems the elementals are fueling these things, but it's not actually granting it the elemental resistances. Oh. Oh, oh that's weird. Anyway, just figured I'd let you know. Weird. I figure Stitcher probably calls out, use electricity. <laughs> Speaking of, Masika of the Beckon. Narmer, I need you to pop out real fast and use your new ring. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to trust you since, I mean, this is basically the equivalent of a death dome for me. So Narmer is going to use a move action to pop out of the bag, and then he's going to use three charges off his new ring of the ram to smack this dude that's already on his back in a grease effect into the prismatic wall. <laughs> Please just do the slap shot into it. That'd be amazing. Do it. So Come on, nice. All right. when he uses all three charges that he can and to use the ring of the ram, it's going to do 3d6 points of damage. Okay. But since it's within 30 feet of Narmer, he gets to make a bull rush attempt. Um, the ram has a combat maneuver bonus of 17, and it gets a plus two bonus because of the charges I used. Okay. So he gets a... He gets a plus 14, so he rolls a 12, which gets him a 26 to hit this thing's ranged attack, ranged AC. I assume that's touch AC, right? It just says ranged attack. It's just oh, it's a ranged, ranged attack. Okay. Yeah. Unfortunately, that will not hit Aww, as his AC boo. does go up by four against ranged attacks while prone. Oh, I'm sad. Yeah, that's sadness. Ah, crap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's funny. All right, well, back in the bag. Technically, he doesn't have another action to do that this turn. Oh, oh look at the sky, Mashika. It's so beautiful. I mean, I'm not taking any damage. I think we're okay. Oh, that's fine. Hey, look, there's an electricity guy over there. Hey, buddy. That's fine. Shit, and Shooty's got him. Uh, Masika <laughs> does 20 points of damage with a lightning bolt to the one that Narmer tried to push. Yes, yep. it gets a reflex save. Eh? I don't remember. There is another natural one, which will oh, not save. So Masika does 20 points of damage with a lightning bolt to that a one. A fork of lightning streams down from the sky and strikes him. Nice. Narmer nods. I shafted him up. You did good, Narmer. <laughs> yep. I provided suppressing fire. Anyway, uh, Masika still has a move action if she'd like to take it. She's going to stay where she is. She's hasted, plus she has this spell has like a 250 foot range for her, so we're good. <laughs> Basically, anything you can see at this point, you can hit. So that brings us to the air Asu mental. This guy. Yep. I almost hate to do this because I haven't been able to do anything with these guys because you guys have been doing such a good job of kind of keeping them at range and chipping them down. But he takes a five-foot step. I would like to follow him. <laughs> All right. And, and you know what? I would also like to follow him and hit him. Oh, okay. you got that step uh, up You wouldn't be strike. able to go to there because that's 15 uh, oh, feet sorry. of movement. You have to go to the there? diagonal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're still it's flanking. It's still in the flank. Yeah. Yep. Get him. But I have, I have step up and strike, so. Get him. <laughs> yep. He doesn't know right. that. Get that creature. <laughs> Calculator. They do so much damage if they can do a full hot attack. I am I am proud that they are not getting these. <laughs> I roll a 13 for a 36. 36 will strike your target. All right. Poor guy. Take him out. Poor guy. No. Don't take him out. No. 
give me that. <laughs> he was just trying to do his one job. Kill all humans. Well, thing I, I have one job him. to save all humans, so we're at an impasse here. Uh, to be that fair, there's only be... like one and a half humans here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that would be 39 points of regular damage, one point of electricity, and two points of fire. Yep, he's dead, Jim. You Yay! leap forward, ram your blade into him, and then the creature collapses under you as you drag it to the ground. Yay! Awesome. Go team. Another one appears. <laughs> oh my course. god, there's so many of them. I don't want to know where this guy is. He's probably going to be in a bad place. Coming out of the southeast, it begins to sell oh, forward. Dang, that's a problem. And you know what? This one's just going to go South for broke. East. Oh, okay, there it is. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, it's 90 feet as a single movement. Single? And he'll go ahead. His buddy's out of range, so he'll go ahead and breath weapon. I'll need a reflex save from Masika and Ivaria. That's <gasps> a problem. They're going to be next to each other. Yes. And technically, since Narmer's out, Narmer will also need to make the save. Uh, what element is this, uh, Ashimental? Electricity. Oh, crud. All right. Well, Masika rolls a 14 for a 23. Narmer rolls a 17, which gets him a 27. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, no! <laughs> so, yeah, this thing breathes. Uh, Masika, you get out of the way, just kind of like football tucking Narmer and diving out of the way. Uh, Averia also gets out of the way, so half damage for both of you and... Uh, no damage for Narmer because of his evasion. Oh, that's good. So that's 20 points of damage, so 10 points of damage, half of which is bludgeoning, half of which is electricity. He falls to pieces before rematerializing on the far end of the platform, closing on the orb. Mm. Actually within reach of the orb as he begins to reach a skeletal uh, hand out towards it. That's a problem. Although that is the end of his turn, bringing us to Tefnaju. Tefnaju will take a five-foot step forward and full-out attacks against the prone Ostrumental as he steps forward and hefts his blade. And you know what? Let's go ahead and power attack, because this guy is prone. Ooh, yep. Yeah. Go for get it. His AC's four lower. He's probably like, y'all are not ruining my chance to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tefnaju starts out with a power attack penalty, plus that, still getting him a 40, which will strike his target. Yes, son. So follows that up with a... 33, which will strike his prone target. Nice. Follows that up with a perfect 20, which will hit threat. It's probably going to be messy. Uh, it's a 29-30 to confirm. A 30 will confirm his critical hit. Nice. We'll heft the axe and bring it down again. Let's just go ahead and see about all these. That's a 29, which will also hit. There's also a haste attack in there. <laughs> so that's back around with a 44, which will hit. So that's four regular hits, one critical hit. I think this Ashimental is about to be bone dust. I'm going to see if he needs to waste a spell because he is also doing the spell strike. All right, let's, let's go ahead and see what this is real quick. So that's uh, going to be 14d6 plus 126. What? If I add all of these together because he's getting through its damage reduction. Oh. So that's his baseline oh to start gosh. with because he got my a critical in God, there. Oh uh, it's 181 points of damage as he begins to just slam his axe into it over and over wow. again. Talk uh, about so overkill. Starting to be, oh, well, I mean, already was. Uh, very glad we are friends with Tefnaju. Oh my gosh, right? He could have, <laughs> I mean, I have 191 hit points right now. He would take me down to 10 hit points in one round and then have a spell to cast to finish me off. 
And speaking of that spell to cast, he'll finish slamming this thing down as he finishes his spell combat, and we'll go ahead and let's go for something big. Er, uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of, well, I mean, every single spell he has is an attack spell. And we'll go Good ahead boy. and go for an acid spray. So that's a line of acid. As he turns, raises up a hand, a line of acid bursts from his outstretched hand. Gonna make sure that this isn't gonna hit any of his allies. How long is the line? Oh no, that falls 10 feet short of Citra. Oh, okay. So a line of acid streams across the distance. Gets a reflex save. I was about to say they've been very poor at these, but that's actually a 22, which is a success. That's still... So 43, half of that is still 21 (laughs) points of acid damage burns across this thing. Dang, good thing he's on our side. Holy cow. From Tefnizu, all Starkweather. Okay, well, Tefnizu kind of killed the guys that were together for me to cast a spell on. (laughs) (sighs) I'm sorry he's so just murder machine. Oh, hey, that's 40 feet. Uh, They're probably too low level. Um, Okay, so Hollis is going to hop back through her wall real quick and look. Oh, no, there's none over there. Okay, and then she'll go back through her wall one more time. All right. Continue she'll think about her life choices and what led her here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought this was the best day ever. Activating it is great. These things always being more than like 30 or 60 feet away from each other is really frustrating. There's a part of me that's like, maybe Rick is sitting there going, mm-hmm, yep. Yes, they are, Hollis. No, it's just a really big battlefield. Trust me, yeah, I big. would rather these guys get to you sooner. But uh, Right, yeah. This yeah, battlefield, I, by the no, way, is like 200 by 200 or something like that. There's, yeah, there's no way for me here. to know if they are less than nine hit die or not. So I don't want to use my big old kill all the undead spell, which leads me to finger guns, magic missile on this guy. That's uh, close to the, to the to the key. So that's what I'm doing. Actually, I'm just going to well. use this. So... Finger guns, pew, 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 magic missile for 19. Very well. So a uh, a quintet of magic missile streaks across the distance, slams into your target, striking him for 19 points of damage. Mm-hmm. As the purple shards slice into him, he is still going. Acid burned and uh, torn up nonwithstanding. And you know what? I'll go ahead and... No, I'll go ahead and... Nope, that's it. That's my move because I moved. JK, that's what I do. All right. You know, these guys have some intelligence. Nothing that has got, gotten near Sudi or Citra has survived for more than a couple of seconds. <laughs> this last one's going to circle back around the wall. The other way. <laughs> <laughs> we intimidated Coward. him without intimidating him. Oh, my gosh. It just doesn't make sense. I bet we both sense. just kind of look at each other and just kind of like shrug. Yeah, we like, we just shrug. We're just like, oh, let's get back down to the south. Start All right, running. he's going to go back around the other way. This guy's really just been moving for like three rounds, four rounds now, whatever it's been. I love that. That brings us to Sudi Kantar. All right, Sudi's going to look at Citra, shrug. Uh, I can only see one Ashimental, and it's the one that's right next to uh, the uh, orb. Yeah. So what's this this circle in the center doing? Uh, The big blue circle? Yep. That That is the radius of the electricity coming off of the orb. The thing that you ran away from that would have sparked you if you'd stayed there? Yeah, but now I've got resistance to electricity, so maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm literally sitting here going, do I charge the Oshimental? What is the distance? What is the distance here? Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to just double move to get within range of him. All right, so Sudi rushes him. Yep, so I double move um, to get up next to this guy, just in case. You said you have a 30 electricity resistance? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, the platform cannot do enough damage to get through that electricity resistance. So you feel a soft tingling so, so sensation. Sudi runs but... in here, like, all, all this fur is, like, even more on edge, but, like, there, he's just kind of, like, sitting there, and he's just like, Hey, good news, it doesn't hurt! <laughs> That's what magic's for, says Hollis. The ground shifts and sa- shakes as Hollis another skeletal figure just like, okay. raises up from the earth, grinding up out of the earth from basically directly east, like kind of behind Sudi now as he comes rushing towards the platform. Oh. Uh, even if he takes the charge action, he falls five feet short of Sudi. Woo! So he he's actually going to circle. He's going to start circling wide out towards the uh, the smaller target, the much smaller target that is Masika, the smallest Uh-oh. target on the field. Uh oh. Masika is very wee. Yeah, even Ivaria is <laughs> six very feet tall. Very wee. <laughs> She's not that. even five feet tall. She is wee. It's true. <laughs> uh, yep. That's not going to work. That brings us back around to Ivaria. So yeah, she'll stride her way forward, uh, hop opposite Sudi to provide Sudi the flank. So tumbles in with a 42. Wow. Nice. And then hefts and swings with a 42 as she mm-hmm. dives into the attack, swings Answer her way the forward. Life universe and everything. That is hit threat, since she has that 15 oh, to yeah, 20 scimitar. scimitar threat range. Nice. For critical. And confirms that with a 40 even. Dang, nice. Brava. Go Averia. Right? For 33 points of damage as she spins in, slices into this thing. Tefiju nods. He likes a big, strong lady. Heck yeah, Tefiju. <laughs> who doesn't like a big, strong lady? Uh, from Averia, who continues her bardic performance, we go to our Flamio friend, our fire Osumental. So he strides his way forward before blasting off a cone of searing heat and bone. I will need a reflex save from Hollis and Tefnaju. Reflex save. Ha! Huh. I roll a 12 for a 23. I've been rolling poorly for Tefnaju. That is a 17. Ouch. So 23 will succeed. The 17 will not. I guess he's got to have a weakness. Uh, so 21 points of damage for Tefnaju. 10 points of damage for Hollis. 50% of that is fire. The other 50% is bludgeoning. Okay, so five more hit points and five more that. And disintegrates from where he was and then appears pretty much next to Hollis between Hollis and the center of the platform as he appears out of thin air. They're we'll together, see by Hollis. the time it's on, my, it's on my turn. We'll see if any of these are still standing. That brings us to Citra Nahamra. Look at me. I'm just way over here all by my loads. <laughs> the problem with huge battlefields like this. It's I easy to spread out. Because I'm so far. Yeah, you're going to have to use a whole uh, round to run in here. Yeah. You could use the charge action and uh, get next to the, the stone elemental that just showed up. It's not going to be a sneak attack or anything, but... The problem being is without my sneak attack, I don't really do a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I have a 30-foot movement speed. I am going to move 60 feet toward the sun disk kind of placing myself honestly just as close to the sun disk as I can get with my movement (laughs) (laughs) fair enough and that's that's my move so Citra moves up bringing us to Masika of the Beckon Tefnaju are you good? always so I should lightning bolt instead of healing you I 
There's not an easy way for me to explain that he has not dropped out of, uh, he's just barely under 250. Okay. I was well, going to say, the guy, the guy is made of hit points. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's had several Shaitan hits. Hit he's points. made of several hit. He's made of, he's had several hits, and he's made of stone. It's not like Masika can yeah. look at him like she no. can Sudi and go, that, oh, uh, his guts are on the floor. actually. <laughs> you know? So she's just checking with her friends. No, he, he appreciates it. <laughs> If it makes any difference, he starts with 296 hit points. Oh my god. The dude gosh. is a mountain of health. Oh wow. my gosh. This right, guy is well, honestly al- almost broken. <laughs> what's his fort save? I bet his fort save is Instead insane. Instead of using like 22. summon planar ally, Dang. can he just come with us for the rest of the AP <laughs> I know, anyway? Right? He's got some stuff to take care he's of. Got, he's got vacationing to do, man. He's doing 6,000 years of, of vacation days. <laughs> Yeah, but they won't have class levels in be like Tefnaju. Anyway, um, oh, the no. one... Tef- Tefnaju's 22 hit die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. The one, the, I think it's the one about to grab the orb. I can't remember what element he is. Anyway, he needs to make a reflex save. Air Osumental. Ooh, that's decent. However, that's still only a 22. No, oh, that passes. My saves are 21 for third level spells. Boo. Uh, that's right. It's a lower level spell. So I do 18, so it takes nine points of electricity damage. All right. That brings us to it. The Osumental, yeah, it's kind of driven by singular focus. So the Osumental, uh, he will take a full round action to grab at the sphere. This does provoke an attack of opportunity from Sudi and Ivaria. All righty. Okay, so Sudi rolls an 11. That is a 37 to hit this guy. A 37 will hit your flanked target as you dive into the attack. Oh, 39 with the flank. Very well. So that is 20 points of damage. A solid hit. Averia lashes out also with her scimitar with a plus two for flank. 46, which will strike her target. Nice. She rolled a 15, so that's a hit threat. That is a poor roll. However, even as a poor roll with the plus two for flanking, that's still a 33, which will confirm her critical hit. Here we go. Nice. For 37 points of damage, as Sudi punches this go. thing, she leaps forward and lops its head clear off as it nice. collapses into ash and dust. Tefnaju, like, kind of breathes a sigh of relief, like, I don't really know what's going to happen now. <laughs> like, if you remove this from the platform, am I stuck here forever? <laughs> from there, we go to Tefnaju, who turns his full attention to the one that just uh, blasted him and Hollis. Uninjured, but not for long. You should just push it into the wall. <laughs> that was really my cool. thought, was to run over and try to bull rush it into the wall. <laughs> so he'll go ahead and full out attack and spell combat. Spell combat. Do you have another force punch? <laughs> he does not. Oh. He only prepares one of those a day. That's fair. And actually, a lot of his spells aren't really that useful against these things. But he'll go ahead and full out attack. That's a 43, which will hit. That's a 35, which will hit. Yeah, get him, Tefnaju. That's a 29, which will hit. That's a 33, which will hit. Ace attack. And that's a 34, which will hit. So five hits. I didn't mention at the top, although I was subtracting it, he is power attacking. Mm. Oh, that explains the ridiculous damage. So let's go ahead and... uh, as he hammers home for a grand total of 131 hit points worth of damage <laughs> oh as he slams again and again and oh again. Oh my gosh. 
Wow. It's still standing. Wow. No way. How? That's crazy. Well, now he's going to hit it with a shocking grasp or something and probably kill it. Yeah, so go ahead and uh, just cast on the defensive and uh, and blast it with a, uh, eh, you know what? Magic Missile's a good option. Magic Missile's always great. So cast on the defensive. Succeeds on his concentration. Doesn't roll a one. Blasting it for 18 points of damage, which does finish it as the missile shred through his target before it falls. Good gracious. He'll turn and take a five-foot step, beginning to make his way towards the next one in line. Hollis, Starkweather. All right. Hollis is going to pull... Her. A rabbit out of her hat. Yeah, I wish. Hollis is going to pull hat? her rod of quicken. Okay. She's going to magic missile and then quicken magic missile on uh, okay. the one that she can see, which is this one off to the east. Kind of th- vaguely threatening Citra, maybe at some point. Okay. So 10 missiles go streaking across the distance, homing in on their target. I just rolled it all together for 38 damage. Slamming home as they shred into it. Man, those are some really good rolls. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Only one one. From right. Hollis, we go to. They still coming. I don't see any more. Well, except that was... one, of course. Wasn't that As Hollis literally says that, one steps <laughs> yes. around the corner of oh, the God. ice wall. Yes, I was going to say, there's <laughs> the whole one that was going out wide. Hollis looks up with big eyes. <laughs> I mean, she has elf eyes, Before so they're just... already big. Vomits this stream of bones and ice as it sears over you, Tefnizu, and Averia. Rude. I'll need a reflex save from all of you. You are rude. You, sir, are rude. I roll a they six for a 17. Catch a break with Tefnizu. That, that, that was pretty perfect. That horse is like, that's that was it. So oh. good. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Kept waiting. I was like, don't forget, there's the one coming around the corner. Well, Hollis can't uh, see them. She doesn't know. Yeah. Ooh. She's so been hiding that's, behind her uh, wall. 29 points of damage, 14 points of damage to Hollis and Averia. Unfortunately, Tefnid, you cannot roll reflex save to save his life. So seven and seven. Okay. It couldn't be fire or electricity. It had to be ice. <laughs> As it oh, springs dang. out of the blast, rematerializing directly next to the center of the platform. Ah, crud. All right. Well, that's not good. Sudikantar. Tefnid, you've got that one? <sighs> I'll see what I can do. I'm going to say Sudi and Citra probably want to focus on this uh, one that's not in the ring yet. I'm exactly 20 feet away from him, so I will flying kick towards him. Nice. And full out attack him with everything I got. I'm pretty sure he's got a breath weapon still, so he's going to probably zoop past me eventually. Okay, that is a 9 for a 35. A 35 will strike your target. That's 21 points of damage. Solid hit. That's a natural one. Natural one will automatically miss. Yep, the luck is turned, y'all. Okay, that is a seven for a 28. A 28 will strike your target. Hey! Just barely. Nice. For 16 points of damage. Another solid blow. Okay, that is an 18 for a 34. 34 will strike your target. That is 16 points of damage. Another telling hit as you continue to slam your fists home. Uh, I will key strike to get another attack. All right. Sudi continues to hammer, 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 slamming his fists over and over again. Uh, that is a 12 for a 36. 36 hits. For 21 points of damage. And you know what? Uh, this one's not an air one, right? Nope, earth. I'm going to use uh, my free uh, trip attack to try to trip him. 
Okay. All right, so I have a 23. Let's see what I can do. It's only not a 10, impossible. so that's a 33. 33 sadly will not succeed, yeah, though. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to get a bonus because he's earth aligned. He's an earth boy attached to the stone. Yep. Well, I've got the same thing, so, you know, fair is fair. So, yep, game respects game. From Sudi yep. we go to, uh, yeah, this, this instrumental. There's no real easy way past all of you people. So yeah, he's just gonna full out attack Sudi. Perfect, thank you. Weirdly, that's preferable. All right, we're gonna start with a 38. That hits. Gonna follow that up with a 28. That'll miss. That's a natural one, Jesus guy. That's a miss. There we go, uh, that's a 40. That'll hit. Oh, that's actually a threat. Uh, mm. Go ahead and uh, take a 40% immunity to criticals. I'm pretty sure that would have confirmed with a 36. However, I rolled a 16 for the percentile, so that will not Boom. get through. So Stony not a critical hit, just two regular hits. Yeah. Yep. Uh, for 18 and 16, respectively. 18, 16, so 14 and 12 for 26 total. Okay, got it. Again, their attack bonuses are really good if they can get those four claws all at the same attack bonus. Just getting that in this battlefield has been a challenge. I'm that brings us this. to Averia. She will take a five foot slide forward and full attack. And she actually had little issue hitting this guy previously. So she's gonna go ahead and power attack also. Oh, that's curious. Yeah, so that's, she'll use her arcane strike. All right, she's no slouch in the damage department either. So that's 39 with her first hit, 29 with her second hit, 32 with her third hit. That's a threat. <laughs> Get it girl. Wow. That is a 29 to confirm, which is a confirmed hit, critical hit. Nice. Okay. Take him down. Only 25 at the last hit, which will not hit. Bummer. But haste attack with a 42, which will hit threat. Perfect 20 will automatically confirm the critical hit. So <laughs> Here we go. two crits, two regular hits. Dang. So let's see. Let's just roll all this together. For a grand total of 150 <laughs> points of damage as oh she hammers her blade home over and over and over. Wow. Oh my gosh. Please tell me that took him down. Talk about a power couple, right? Yeah. Still barely standing as what? she begins to slice into ribbons. Wow. You, you know what the worst case scenario is, is you can actually fight these two at the same time if you guys really mess things up. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, you're talking at death almost every round. TPK uh, for yeah. these Total TPK, yeah, That's no what way. I heard too. I heard TPK. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> yep. Holy crap. Wow. And if she, uh, if you've killed Tefnazu, she's basically like hunting you through this place. Oh, I'm so sure. She will murder I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I to be fair, what sort of monster it. fights Tefnazu? Come on. I know, he's so I'm nice. sure people have. I'm sure, I'm sure, have. I'm sure it's, it's a big dude and he's a bad guy or something like that. And just, nah, not getting his tragic, I've been imprisoned here. But Averia slices her way, uh, whittling this thing down as she's chopping off limbs and bones left, right, and center, bringing us to Citra Nahamra. Okay. I had a plan. But I feel like it might be overboard, but at the same time, we cannot afford for this guy to get it, so... You're gonna run over there helm, and stab him? I was gonna say Helm of Brilliance Fireball? Uh, also you, Well, I guess you could do that. The other one's completely not replaceable. almost uninjured, though. Yeah, that's my only thing. Because I can, I have a Fireball prepped. I could cast a Fireball, but yours doesn't come back the next day. I mean... No. 
It's a little metagamey, but like, good grief, how many more hit points could it have? You know? I don't know. The other one's pretty much at full health, right? Uh, I've hit him a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Sudi hit him a good couple times. Yeah. Yeah, I might delay and see. All right, such so a delays, we go to Masika of the Beckon. Is that an Earth one that's coming towards me? Yep. Yes. Alrighty. Um, it needs to make a will save, please. Will save, you say? Yeah. Mm, it's not bad at these. It's a 20 even. That's exactly the save. <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Right I there. cast Necrostasis. It's you drain un energy from the undead creature and it becomes uh, staggered. Ah. So for one round per level. Yeah, it's save or suck. Uh, uh boo. But with how that? good. What? It's a second level spell. Oh, okay. I was like, your saves are so freaking good, but no. That makes yeah, sense. It's a second level spell. All right. Narmer never got back in the bag, so he's. Sure. Oh, I'm still here. So he's going to spit at the one that's trying to grab the orb. Ha <laughs> <laughs> He's going to use a charge so he gets his Narmer goes for the kill steal. Just to confirm, rolls. I have a 30 foot range with that, correct? You do indeed, Narmer. Okay. Narmer rolls a 16, which gets him a 28 to hit this thing's range touch AC. A 28 will hit his target as the globulate <laughs> goes flying across the distance. Narmer does max damage and does 12 points of acid damage to this thing. <laughs> Blasting it in the side of the skull as the creature goes down under the impact. <laughs> oh, man. Having literally only had three hit points left as it's <laughs> in the side of the wow. head. Wow. Narmer cheers. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Take that, so you pony! Is, is the fourth <laughs> kill? Is this his fourth kill now? Yeah, he's, up to he's four? racking them up in this book. Look at that. Yeah, he opens yeah. his chest plate. There's a little like clipboard in there. He just adds another tip to it and closes it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of Masika's turn. I was really hoping that thing would fail that will save. They call me the finisher. <laughs> <laughs> From Masika, we go to Tefnizu, who kind of shrugs. Inclines his head in a, in a warrior's gesture of respect to another warrior. Oh, Narmer's never going to let us live that down. <laughs> <laughs> he turns back to Masika as those big, like, twinkly anime eyes. Um, you know what? Tefnus is just going to charge. Yeah. Makes sense. Rushes forward, hefts his blade, swings it down. Power attack. This may or may not end this. That is a perfect 20, which is a no. hit threat. Oh! Following that up, plus two bonus for charging. That would be a 50 to confirm, which will confirm his critical wow. hit. Wow! Whoa, dang. Definitely don't fight this guy. For 82 points of damage, the axe swipes around, cleaving the thing in two. Nice! <laughs> as it falls into pieces. Thunder continues to roll from overhead as the battlefield, at the very least, falls silent. Are there any more of them? We should regroup just in case. There are probably hundreds of them here, but I don't know how many more are coming. That's that's not helpful. Anybody need healing? I mean, I'm a little hurt, but... Nah, I just got scratched. I'm fine. Uh, nothing got a chance to hit me. Tefna is down by about a third, so approximately 100 hit points. Jesus. <laughs> to be fair, he just kind of shrugs that off and keeps walking. <laughs> Also, his wife's making her way over there to start casting some cure critical wounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Ba baby, you're bleeding everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Masika can use her healing hex on him for the day. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Boop. <laughs> How much does it get him back? I mean, that's uh, in essence free. Uh, he gets 23 back. 
Uh, that puts him just about in the 230s, so that should be good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's ridiculous. The dude's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, one of the most broken NPCs we've ever seen. Love him. Like, Never you're changed, almost guaranteed you. to lose somebody, at least one person fighting him. You're not supposed to fight oh, yeah. him. You're clearly I not mean, supposed to fight him. Ahakatep knew what he was doing. Well, that's his thing, is it, it even states in his combat stuff that, like, if the party surrenders at any point, he accepts it. He lets them surrender and leave. But you know there's those parties they'll never surrender. They'll fight to the no, death. Because no. they're like, no, we don't surrender to the evil person. It's like, he's just sitting there, he's like, I'm just doing a job, dude. Also, as an interesting side note, his detonate spell does electricity damage. Wait, why? Hmm. I don't know. It's, I think it's some Magus ability of his... There is a Magus ability that lets you swap around elemental damages. It's one of their majiggers. Uh, yeah. And he's immune to electricity, so he just detonates every once in a while in combat uh, if he doesn't have allies around. <laughs> he's like, all um, right, spell combat, detonate. Masika's just going to glance towards the sky, you know, waiting for a pyramid to come flying on over. <laughs> you all gather back. I imagine reform your protective ring around the platform. As you gather, the sky overhead continues to darken. This ring continues to swirl overhead. There's this constant sound of this thunderous clap. Again, all the bones continue to move and sway in almost a way that they just seem to be rearranging to point themselves like a needle towards true north. As it becomes darker, it becomes more and more difficult, despite the fact that it's still morning. Yeah. It becomes darker and darker and more difficult to see as this supernatural storm forms overhead. And between the flashing of electricity, you can see this constant stream of movement as the sand and bones seem to shift. As you begin to prepare for what you can only assume is the next wave, something tears through the clouds overhead. Did it work? Like the prow of a ship the massive edge of a pyramid skewers cutting through the clouds overhead. Lightning streams off of the side of this pyramid, forming this almost web of electricity that surrounds it as it soars across the sky. As it does so, there's this pulse of energy that seems to run through the entirety of the place, and the bones begin to almost disintegrate under the blast of pure elemental energy running through this place. It's then that you see the pyramid descend. The entirety of the structure is massive, and as it sails over the gap overhead, you can see the sunlight glinting off of its lime-polished stone exterior, casting all of you in these strange angled shadows that fall down and seem to be unnaturally cold beneath it. After 6,000 years aloft, the Pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh is dragged from the sky. It plummets down towards the ground with force. As the arcs of electricity from the Kepsutanum seem to almost grab it in a net and drag it downwards. The pyramid sails over the entirety of the Kepsutanum. And perhaps a mile away, you can hear the impact as it hits the sand sending up a dust cloud of massive size and causing the ground to shake beneath your feet from this far away. Whoa. There is a thunderous blast of electricity before the Ketsutanum seems to shudder and suddenly fall silent. The storm, however, does not abate. 
even from here, you can see the dark sides of the pyramid covered in this web of electricity. The capstone of the pyramid shining a beacon straight up into the sky. This seems to punch a hole through the storm clouds overhead and continue to swirl them in place like a miniature hurricane here in the center of the desert. Tef Nijou looks down, seems to flex his fingers. The compulsion is gone. It worked! He bursts into a deep laughter, scooping his wife up and spinning her once before planting her back down. <clears throat> Thank you. I owe you a debt of gratitude that I cannot repay. We were happy to help. Nobody deserves to be stuck here forever. And it was the right thing to do. He nods, looks down towards Sudi. I do not know what benefit it may be to you. He reaches down, removes his belt, and offers it to you. This oh. was given to me by the great Shaitan, my sultan. It was <laughs> given to me as a champion, but I would ask that you wear this. It would be my honor. Sudi graciously accepts what I'm sure is a really cool belt. <laughs> Probably. There's much I need to do where I'm going, and I can only imagine my family's investments have paid its own dividends. I will restock and resupply when I arrive there, but wear this belt proudly. All of you know that you have made a great friend this day, and someday I will find a way to repay it. Alas, I am sorry that we were never able to exchange spells, such as it were, that's fine. I mean, if you need anything, send a message because, you know, we'll be done with this probably pretty soon and it'd be cool to visit the plane of Earth. Of course. I have a few scrolls that may help you and Masika. Oh, uh, I will always take scrolls. Maybe we can talk about that garden where Narmer's stone comes from and how one would go about getting another such stone, if that's possible. <laughs> As Masika, like, I just see Masika goes in there, chips <laughs> off a bunch of stones, and makes, like, a whole army in armors. I would be happy to entertain you in my home. He glances over towards his wife, who nods, pulls out a small tuning fork, and extends it to Masika. Masika will take the fork. Oh, my With God. With this, she should be able to find us. <gasps> no way! Like... On the elemental plane of Earth? It's attuned to our home plane, yes. All right. In essence, it means you could plane shift using that as the focus to take you to the elemental plane of Earth. Do you get plane cool. shift? Because we're going to go together. Yeah, I get plane, I plane shift, shift, so one of us can I do, do as I do as well. Cool. <laughs> Masika needs uh, another stone so she can finish the metal sage. Oh, yeah. Bring back my papa. <laughs> Tefnaju turns to Citra. You and I fight quite differently. However... I've not had to use it a great deal, but I've always found this to be a useful device. He reaches into his gauntlet, pulls a wand that he keeps slid up his gauntlet free, and extends it to you. Uh, thank you very much. Do I know what it does? <laughs> the command word is... He speaks a word in Terran, which you don't understand. But for any of those of you who speak Terran, which I think is Sudi. That's Sudi! I do as well. Yeah, it's literally the word die. <laughs> I mean, Masika probably makes a face like, okay. Sudi just looks at him like, rad, rad, okay, that's, dude. That sounds dangerous. It sounds pretty cool. 
real quick, uh, what you do receive from him is, uh, Sudi, that is his belt of physical perfection plus yes! six. Yes! It's exactly what I thought it was! I'm so buff and agile and constitutional and... Constitutional. <laughs> constitutional. Oh my gosh, that belt is so good. Oh, that's awesome. The scrolls that you received are two scrolls of Dispel Magic. Oh, nice. Two scrolls of Flesh to Stone. Oh, nice. Okay. And fortuitous. Two scrolls of stone to flesh. I don't like that we're getting these. And that is what you receive there. And uh, Citra, the wand is a wand of lightning bolt, caster level 10, 34 charges remaining. Wow. <laughs> so it's basically just point and 10d6 points of damage to whoever you pointed at. <laughs> so it's a straight 10d6 every time you say the Terran word for die. <laughs> I mean, I'm so here awesome. for that. I love it. I love it. This is great. So apparently, I need Sudi to teach me Terran. Well, what kind of pronunciation? Tefnaju nods, places a hand on all of your shoulders, one at a time, just kind of squeezing your shoulders. Turns to his wife as the two of them simply turn and disappear. Well, this uh, this was good. I think so. I'm glad we were able to help him, but that. She says, pointing at the pyramid in the distance. Looks far less uh, inviting. Thunder cracks in the distance. You know, if I was Hawkatep, the first thing I would do was come out of that pyramid and go, who did this? I think he knows we were doing it. He might know that it's only the Kepsothanum that could bring it down, and the only people who know he's back is us. He's probably like, all right, I got to prepare. I don't know. I'd just be more proactive. Instead of letting us wander around my... If it was me, instead of letting a bunch of adventurers wandering around my pyramid, that's all I'm saying. Well, every person who goes out there weakens him if we're going to cut the head off the snake. Maybe that's well, I think he's, he's also he's assuming that everyone in the pyramid is going to prevent us from getting to him. They also just got rattled by being dropped out of the sky. They're a bunch of undead. I don't know if they can be rattled. Well, I mean, physically, you're still rattled. Yeah, they can be hurt. <laughs> so maybe he'll want to, uh, to fix them all up. So I have a feeling when the storm dissipates is when the pyramid is just going to whoop away again. I think that's a safe assumption. Even now, the lightning still arcs seemingly up from the ground, from the various sacrifiers into the sky above and channels its way through the storm clouds overhead. Masika hands an armor the tuning fork. Don't lose that. Okay. I'll put it next to my heart. Uh, so, a uh, little bit of housekeeping for you guys. I do have a uh, deep red sphere Iune stone I literally just bought. Thanks, Adventure. Ooh. So, uh, that gives you a plus two to your AC enhancement bonus and is slotless. Anybody wants that? Oh, let me look. I have oh, a yeah, belt. I can't. Yeah, I have a belt of plus two dex, plus two strength, so. I'll take it, says Normer. Sudi just t- just plucks it out of the out of the air and just, like, since it's spinning around Narmer. There you go, Narmer. Sudi gave you a special stone. Oh, I did! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! It's my very own stone. This should have been a whole ceremony! Narmer, Narmer kneels down so you can place it over his head as it circles. Shooty, shooty, I have the power. You do have the power, Narmer. And with great power comes great responsibility. So use this power wisely. And great pranks. Hey, you can do great pranks too. I guess that's okay. <laughs> as long as nobody gets hurt, all right? No hurting people. Unless Man. they observe. <laughs> I've got like a, I got a special stone. I've got my own like flipper punch ring. 
Things are really looking up. I've got I've got some really good feelings about this guy. I think everything's gonna be okay. The pyramid of the Sky Pharaoh awaits. Well, we have a chariot. Alright, so into the chariot we go. You set off. Begin to approach the the pyramid in the distance. It doesn't take you too long to get closer. Again, the sky overhead is dark, not the sandstorm dark before, but these dark gray, almost black, smoke-like clouds that swirl overhead, forked through with blue lightning which streams around it and occasionally strikes down onto the pyramid itself. The structure is massive. At its base, you think it's probably seven to 800 feet at a side and stretches up to a height of roughly maybe some 500 feet. As you begin to approach closer, those of you, those of you knowledgeable in engineering. I kind of know something about that. Would note that Chisisek seems to have had this carved at a precise 50 degree angle. The perfect Mm. angle for a pyramid. Each one of its sides are covered in pristine, intact, smooth limestone. Protruding regularly from the polished surface are various long black iron rods which arc with electricity that stream across their surface. And covering the sides of the pyramid, you can see these vast designs carvings made into the limestone itself. Judging by the massive weight of the pyramid and the fact that it landed on loose sand, you think that it's probably sunk perhaps some 50, 60, 70 feet down into the sand at this point. Dang. Curiously, as you begin to approach, first, coming around from one side and then the other. You haven't seen the far side of the pyramid yet. You'd note that there are staircases built into the sides of the pyramid. That's odd. On the three sides that you've seen thus far. Ten foot wide stairs climbing up towards the center of three of the faces to what look to have been small balconies of some form. That's... Oh, because this was possibly going to be used operationally, like if he got it done in time. As you begin to approach closer towards it, the lightning continues to fork from above and strike down towards it. And you see ahead of you the Titanic Pyramid. I suppose we're going to approach one of the entrances, one of the staircases. One of the balconies. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever looks the most entrance-like. Yeah, I guess circle the pyramid and see if we can find what might be an entrance. Like a main entrance? Yeah, I was I was not expecting yeah. there to be like a bunch of stairs and balconies and things. I kind of was because I'm picturing Stargate all the way and there was stairs right up into the entrance. I mean, yeah, it, I, it understand it in Stargate terms, but I was thinking about it from Egyptian terms where like they didn't put yes, like but, but one Stargate entrance. Stargate was based off of Egyptian architecture. I mean, yeah, totally. It's valid. <laughs> it is. You approach the structure. From a distance, the pyramid appears majestic and serene, save for the occasional arcs of electricity that dance from one iron rod to the other, resting on the sandy dunes for the first time in six millennia. The enormous structure is an achievement of ancient genius and labor. You suppose outside of the trenches here, the sole remaining monument to the reign of Hakatep. As you begin to get closer, the beam at the top of the pyramid alights brighter. Suddenly, a chorus of horns echoes out from the pyramid, and a solitary figure appears at the apex on the capstone. It descends 
smoothly down the side of the pyramid, unhurriedly, and in a way that seems unnatural, as if her feet somehow cling to the 50-degree angle with no issue. The figure, as she approaches, appears to be a petite woman clad in a brilliant white tunic, wearing an ancient ceremonial wig and an exquisite golden pectoral. As she begins to reach the bottom of the pyramid, as I suppose all of you just kind of pause, stare yeah. up, make like, the expression okay. that Jordan's making, like, what? <laughs> uh, it's, it's not only what, it's like, come on, you've got to be undead, so that's got to be an illusion. Like, come on now. The woman stops as she reaches the base of the pyramid. The rest of you having come within about 50 feet or so. Yeah, just kind of look at the weird lady. These are the words of Hakatep, Lord of the Sands, Scourge of the Shori, glorious and eternal Sky Pharaoh of Osirian. Let all who would grow wise fall silent and listen. Rejoice. Her voice <laughs> amplifies to the point that it is almost deafening, as if this could be heard from miles away. Rejoice, you faithful of Osirian, for your god and pharaoh has returned to rule over his lands and his people with strength and wisdom to return the kingdom to the glory lost by his unworthy successors. This is the bard lady. Is it mm -hmm. you who has called down the pyramid, who would impede the sky pharaoh in his divine undertaking, who would stand in the way of the living god? We are here to stop him. You have brought here Hakatep's missing piece and he would reward you greatly for its return. Yeah, we're not no. getting it to him. You can come pry it off of my cold, dead fingers. Technically, it'd be off your cold, dead face. That was the second option. Well, we're going to go with that option. And one that we may perhaps have to take. You should be bursting with exultant joy at the Pharaoh's homecoming. He has come to lift you up and raise you out of the darkness of this age to tear down the pretender who must step down and let the Sky Pharaoh mount his lawful throne. I am the descendant of Nahamra, here to stop you. Then you should know that you would be granted great honors and prestige at his hand once he rules this nation. The Pharaoh has come to liberate the Osirian people and reclaim the lands that should rightfully belong to us. So we just got done clearing out an entire area built by thousands of slaves who were killed for the mere braggadocio of being able to pull down things from the sky. That's not liberation, that's tyranny. Sacrifices were made. The world as you knew it does not exist. He is not the rightful pharaoh and we do not rejoice. He could take those words right back to him. Then you have come to make war. We have come to put him to rest as he should have been. To right or wrong, one might say. You are not worthy. If you wish to meet he who wills the crook and flell of kings, you must demonstrate your worthiness. I offer to you the fourfold path. Walk on the wind. Breathe in the water. Swim through the soil, dance in the fire, and only those sorely tested may come into the divine presence of the most beloved son of Set. Only four tasks? That's like nothing for us. 
Don't get too braggy, guys. <laughs> I have said my piece, and these are the words of Hakatep. He looks forward to your meeting. I, however, need not be so polite. It's all right. I wasn't polite to you either, because I think this is ridiculous. I think he should go back to his sleep forever. <laughs> she turns back to the pyramid. Destroy them. Her form flickers a pair of gargantuan black scorpions crawls across the side of the pyramid that begin to scuttle down the sides of the pyramid towards you. It's and so I will big. need initiative from the party next time. I don't think these scorpions are going to fit in Armor's chest cavity. <laughs> Rocky Jr. <laughs> it, it's not Stinger ah. Jr. We finally found Stinger Sr. Oh, God, it's Stinger Sr. The elder, the eldest Stinger. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mommy's Mask is copyright 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.